0: Officers of the guard sprang forward to obey, but Tom Canty waved them off and said, Back! Whoso touches him perils his life. The Lord Protector was perplexed in the last degree. He said to the Lord St. John, Searched you well, but it boots not to ask that. It doth seem passing strange. Little things, trifles, slip out of one's kin. AND ONE DOES NOT THINK IT MATTER FOR SURPRISE, BUT HOW SO BULKY A THING AS THE SEAL OF ENGLAND CAN VANISH AWAY, AND NO MAN BE ABLE TO GET TRACK OF IT AGAIN, A MASSY GOLDEN DISC. TOM CANTY, WITH BEAMING EYES, sprang FORWARD AND SHOUTED, HOLD, THAT IS ENOUGH. WAS IT ROUND AND THICK, AND HAD IT LETTERS AND DEVICES GRAVED UPON IT? YES. Oh, now i know what this great sale is that there's been such worry and pother about and ye had described it to me ye could have had it three weeks ago right well i know where it lies but it was not i that put it there first who then my liege asked the lord protector he that stands there the rightful king of england and he shall tell you himself where it lies. Then you will believe he knew it of his own knowledge. Bethink thee my king, spur thy memory. It was the last, the very last thing thou didst, that day before thou didst rush forth from the palace, clothed in my rags, to punish the soldier that insulted me. A silence ensued undisturbed by a movement or a whisper and all eyes were fixed upon the newcomer who stood with bent head and corrugated brow groping in his memory among the thronging multitude of valueless recollections for one single little elusive fact which found would seat him upon a throne unfound would leave him as he was for good and all A pauper and an outcast. Moment after moment passed. The moments built themselves into minutes. Still the boy struggled silently on and gave no sign. But at last he heaved a sigh, shook his head slowly, and said with a trembling lip and in a despondent voice, I call the scene back, all of it, but the seal hath no place in it. "'He paused, then looked up, and said with gentle dignity, "'My lords and gentlemen, "'if ye will rob your rightful sovereign of his own "'for lack of this evidence which he is not able to furnish, "'I may not stay ye being powerless. "'But, oh folly, oh madness, my king!' "'cried Tom Candy in a panic. "'Wait, think! Do not give up. "'The cause is not lost, nor shall be neither.' LIST TO WHAT I SAY, FOLLOW EVERY WORD, I'M GOING TO BRING THAT MORNING BACK AGAIN, EVERY HAP, JUST AS IT HAPPENED. WE TALKED, I TOLD YOU OF MY SISTERS, NAN AND BET, AH, YES, YOU REMEMBER THAT, AND ABOUT MINE OLD GRANDAM, AND THE ROUGH GAMES OF THE LADS OF Offal COURT, YES, YOU REMEMBER THESE THINGS ALSO, VERY WELL, FOLLOW ME STILL, YOU SHALL RECALL EVERYTHING. YOU GAVE ME FOOD AND DRINK, AND DID WITH PRINCELY COURTESY SEND AWAY THE SERVANTS, SO THAT MY LOW BREEDING MIGHT NOT SHAME ME BEFORE THEM. AH, YES, THIS ALSO YOU REMEMBER. AS TOM CHECKED OFF HIS DETAILS, AND THE OTHER BOY NODDED HIS HEAD IN RECOGNITION OF THEM, THE GREAT AUDIENCE AND THE OFFICIALS STARED IN PUZZLED WONDERMENT. THE TALE SOUNDED LIKE TRUE HISTORY. Yet how could this impossible conjunction between a prince and a beggar-boy have come about? Never was a company of people so perplexed, so interested, and so stupefied before. For a jest, my prince, we did exchange garments. Then we stood before a mirror, and so alike were we, that both said it seemed as if there had been no change made. Yes, you remember that. Then, you noticed that the soldier had hurt my hand. Look, here it is. I cannot yet even write with it. The fingers are so stiff. At this, your highness sprang up, vowing vengeance upon that soldier, and ran towards the door. You passed a table. That thing you call the seal lay on that table. You snatched it up and looked eagerly about as if for a place to hide it your eye caught sight of there tis sufficient and the good god be thanked exclaimed the ragged claimant in a mighty excitement o oh, my good saint john in an arm-piece of the milanese armor that hangs on the wall thou shalt find the seal right my king right cried Tom Canty. now the sceptre of england is thine own And it were better for him that would dispute it, that he had been born dumb. Go, my Lord St. John, give thy feet wings. The whole assemblage was on its feet now, and well nigh out of its mind with uneasiness, apprehension, and consuming excitement. On the floor and on the platform a deafening buzz of frantic conversation burst forth and for some time nobody knew anything, or heard anything, or was interested in anything, but what his neighbor was shouting into his ear, or he was shouting into his neighbor's ear. Time, nobody knew how much of it, swept by unheeded and unnoted. At last a sudden hush fell upon the house, and in the same moment St. John appeared upon the platform, and held The great seal aloft in his hand then such a shout went up long live the true king for five minutes the air quaked with shouts and the crash of musical instruments and was white with a storm of waving handkerchiefs and through it all a ragged lad the most conspicuous figure in England stood flushed and happy and proud in the center of the spacious platform, with the great vassals of the kingdom kneeling around him. Then all rose, and Tom Canty cried out, Now, O my king, take these regal garments back and give poor Tom thy servant his shreds and remnants again. The Lord Protector spoke up, Let the small varlet be stripped and flung into the tower. But the new king, the true king, said, I will not have it so. But for him, I had not got my crown again. None shall lay a hand upon him to harm him. And as for thee, my good uncle, my Lord Protector, this conduct of thine is not grateful toward this poor lad, for I hear he hath made thee a duke. The Protector blushed. Yet he was not a king, wherefore what is thy fine title worth now? Tomorrow you shall sue to me through him for its confirmation, else no duke but a simple earl shalt thou remain. Under this rebuke, his grace, the Duke of Somerset, retired a little from the front for the moment. The king turned to Tom and said kindly, My poor boy, how was it that you could remember where I hid the seal when I could not remember it myself? "'Ah, my king, that was easy, since I used it, divers days.' "'Used it, yet could not explain where it was? "'I did not know it was that they wanted.' "'They did not describe it, your majesty. "'Then how used you it?' "'The red blood began to steal up into Tom's cheeks, "'and he dropped his eyes and was silent. "'Speak up, good lad, and fear nothing,' said the king.' how used you the great seal of england tom stammered a moment in a pathetic confusion then got it out to crack nuts with poor child the avalanche of laughter that greeted this nearly swept him off his feet but if a doubt remained in any mind that tom canty was not the king of england and familiar with the august appurtenances of royalty this reply disposed of it utterly meantime the sumptuous robe of state had been removed from tom's shoulders to the king's whose rags were effectually hidden from sight under it then the coronation ceremonies were resumed the true king was anointed and the crown set upon his head whilst cannon thundered the news to the city and all London seemed to rock with applause. End of chapter 32. Recording by Nancy Klein, Kona. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.